We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, good morning. Brian Mazrowski here with you for the next hour on WBEN. Hopefully it feels like a new morning out there. It's sunny, right? It is navigable. (laughs) Uh, You've got the travel bans lifted. The roads are open. um, And we're hoping to really move past, right? The, uh, The blizzard that hit us almost an entire week ago. 8030930 to join me this morning on WBEN, where we're continuing a little bit of the conversation we had yesterday. And man, oh man, when we got off the air yesterday, everything started, as often the case when we get off the air, then, you know, news starts to happen. And that happened yesterday because Maury might be uh, over. He might have retired. But the daytime TV drama uh, right here. In Western New York, it was on full display uh, with the back and forth that happened yesterday. It was, I think, I mean, you might have had your suspicions from, right, some of what was going on over the past few days that they weren't on each other's Christmas card list. But you, you did get a sense that definitely, yeah, that was the case when listening to the county executive and the mayor Going back and forth, Mark Polencar's... Mayor's not going to be happy to hear about it, but storm after storm after storm after storm. The city, unfortunately, is the last one to be opened, and that shouldn't be the case. It's embarrassing, to tell you the truth. And Mayor Brown. People have been working around the clock since the beginning of this storm. You know, some people handle that pressure a lot differently. Some keep working. Uh, Some keep trying to help the residents of our community. And some break down and lash out. Wow. Wasn't expecting to see that. You know, we talked with a lot of guests this morning, among them Natalie Simpson, who is with the University of Buffalo, specializing in emergency services and disaster response. And her reaction to what happened yesterday was, whoa, why? Uh, And I think that's a lot of people's reaction. A lot of people looking to, all right, you know, everyone's just kind of stressed out. And that's why all of this is happening. Uh, but I, the finger pointing, I, you might even say it was bound to happen. And, and I want to continue the conversation that we began to have yesterday, which was asking questions to try and find out how we can get better. On our text board, 8030930 to join me this morning. On our text board this morning, uh, somebody chiming in. It's been 45 years since the blizzard. Blizzard is 77. Have we improved on dealing with these snow situations? Or are we counting on a wish and a prayer? And 
uh, in answering that question, I'm thinking, well, we, I, probably we've improved. Maybe. How much can you improve? I think that's an important part of the question. And is the main part of the problem in the response or the preparation? I don't have the answers, but I, I think that is a big part of the question. Uh, maybe, maybe even likely, the answer is both. But to me, that's kind of where this sniping of words yesterday started. Do you have a problem with the response or the preparation? I am and have over the past few days, because this started with the county executive talking about removing snow in the city of Buffalo and why isn't the city open yet. Uh, but I have been struggling and I'm still struggling right now to be overly critical of that snow removal process. Now, that isn't to say that I disagree with the county executive on at least one thing. I do think it is embarrassing that for over five days, driving had to be banned in the city of Buffalo because of a storm. I mean, that's what, in addition to the back and forth, that's what they were talking about on the Today Show this morning. That's what was on the nightly news last night for the entire country to see is five days of no travel on the roads in Buffalo because of a storm in a city where, what did we say yesterday? What are we known for? The bills, wings, and blizzards. More on that B word in just a second. But it's snow. Snow is something that we're known for. So to see not being able to travel the amounts of snow, I, I do think there is something to that. Three, three and a half of those five days were just because of the cleanup, right? If you don't count, uh, if you don't count the storm itself when there's zero visibility, uh, three and a half or so of those days were because of digging out from the snow. Now, however, I said I'm struggling to be critical of the snow removal process in the city. I, I think it's important to remember we had 50 inches of snowfall in about a five-day window. And 50 inches is over half of what we get on average per season. So half of a season's worth of snow in under a week. That's a lot. Look at the images. You don't have to take my word. Look at the images around Hurdle Avenue. You got those snow piles. They're reaching the streetlights. People are uh, climbing up the snow piles and slapping stickers on the streetlights because you can. It's an unbelievable amount of snow. And then you add to that the cars that are littering the streets that you can't, I, I mean, you got to shove them out of the way, move them, do something with. How narrow some of those streets are to begin with, I was saying yesterday, I mean, in the summer in the city, you go down some side streets and it's tough to just get your little sedan down there. And I think you start to see a reason why it's not as simple as we would like to just all of a sudden clean up the snow in the city of Buffalo. And I know some people will say otherwise because I've taken your calls and I've heard from you here. I, this is me personally speaking, I don't think you can expect the plows to be on the road during this storm that we had. 
I, there was zero visibility. I was out there. You know, people saying, well, if you were out there, you would. I was out there. I went out there because you have to, in my opinion, I had to go out there to see what it was like during the blizzard. Um, zero visibility. You can't see anything until it's over. Plows were getting stuck all across western New York. So unlike a normal storm, it wasn't possible to push the snow away as it was falling down. Because as the storm was happening, right, it's <laughs> you can't be out there. And once the plows did go out, I'm under the impression, I haven't heard from anybody otherwise, that it was all hands on deck. Every piece of equipment that was available was out there, no breaks, around the clock. So... I, you know, in terms of the cleanup, I, I'm still struggling. Like, what more could be done? And it all probably sounds like I'm making excuses, but I, I really don't think it is. I, it's not making excuses. It's trying to understand why we're in this situation, which I said before, I, you know, I do think it is, there is a little truth to that. It is embarrassing to see the city shut down for driving, you know, two more days than every other community across Western New York. I think there's some truth to that, but I think there's truth to a blizzard for the ages. How does it get better? I mean, that's the question. So if your problem is with the snow removal response, how does it get better? How do you improve exactly? And those are the suggestions that I want to hear. Are like the plow routes so off whack that this would keep happening? Um, remember, it happened earlier this year during the storm on Martin Luther King Day, right? That snowstorm came down and you had a lot of side streets in the city of Buffalo that for days weren't able to be driven through. So there are some problems somewhere with the snow response. But to me, it's not as easy to see where to improve with the naked eye. And what do you do? So if your problem is with the snow removal response, let me know. 803-0930. Where exactly can the city improve there? I'm struggling to really criticize that. You can't do it during the blizzard. You, you're in the middle of a holiday where, you know, everyone was planning on being, and you called them back in. Everyone's working around the clock as soon as they can get out there. You got cars all over the road. I'm, how much more quickly can it be done? What's the idea to get it done more quickly? The preparation, though. Now, see, here's where I've been starting to think a little bit more. We have Governor Kathy Hochul, who says frequently, she said it, on our show, she's uh, you know said in press conferences, and I know she says it frequently because I cringe a little bit every time I hear it, that her number one job as governor is to keep New Yorkers safe. Those are her words, not mine, uh, because that's not how I would view the job as governor. I, I think you are responsible for your safety. I am responsible for mine. I, thanks, but I'm... I'm good. I've I've got me. I've got my family. Um, but that's how she states her number one priority. She says, "I my number one job as governor is to keep you safe." So, 
All right, if that's the mindset going in, what happened Wednesday, December 21st, a couple of days before the storm? Because that's when the National Weather Service issued a forecast. Here is the direct quote from this forecast. This is the National Weather Service. Friday through Tuesday, once-in-a-generation winter storm to slam the region heading into and through the Christmas weekend. Old Man Winter will unleash the full fury of winter upon our region during this period. As an extremely amplified long-wave pattern will spawn one of the most intense storm systems in decades to impact the region. It continues, as if the very real threat for damaging winds of 60 to 70 miles per hour were not enough. There will also be the risk for a prolonged, paralyzing, heavy lake effect snow event, blizzard conditions, preceded by a rapid flash freeze, all coming right before the Christmas holiday weekend. Result is a long-duration winter storm watch. So that was the forecast from the, word for word, the National Weather Service issued that forecast December 21st. So that comes through what should have been the action before then. Now, again, I think it's a tough question. Mentioned this yesterday. You're talking to that forecast being put out there for an audience, generally desensitized to winter weather reports. Think about it. I mean, really, you hear people say all the time, yeah, they always hype it up They're on TV. They're always saying it's going to be crazy, blah, 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 blah. which I don't think is true. But that's the way it's viewed. I, I had people texting me. I mentioned this yesterday. Oh, is it really going to be that bad? You know, ah, tell it to me, really. You know, what's really going on? You know, like that's the attitude people have. And, I mean, some of that is I mean, it's to be expected, I think. And some of it is happening for good reason, too. I mean, think about it. Just days before that forecast, There was another forecast from the National Weather Service. It called for difficult to impossible travel in the South Towns Saturday the 17th. Travel, difficult to impossible. Still, what happened? I'll raise my hand. Me and over 70,000 other people traveled to and from the stadium to watch the Bills beat the Dolphins. (laughs) And then we made it home in the, you know, quote unquote, impossible travel. And there were no real huge problems. Took a little longer, but there we go. So how do you respond to, how do you convey the gravity of the situation? What should have been the action after that forecast to prevent nearly 40 people from dying due to this storm in the Erie, Niagara region. Is there anything that could have been done? 803-0930, preparation or response? Where is your mind this morning? Um, We'll go to Juanita in Tonawanda. Thanks for being on with us. What's on your Uh, mind? Yes, Yes, thank you. Um, As you know, I'm in the town of Tonawanda. It It was taken care of. It was well done beautifully. But my concern is this. I had my TV on this morning. I saw Channel 23, which is the sister station of Channel 4, and they showed two women, and I think it was uh, being interviewed last night, but being played this morning. They were extremely uh, 
frustrated. Their, their street was not plowed. And if it was plowed, she said, the woman said to the reporter, it was only plowed halfway. And you could see they, they stopped halfway. And she said, it's a major street that continues onward. Okay, so that was a little disconcerting. Then I had uh, CNN on at five minutes to nine, and Mayor Brown was interviewed by one of the uh, commentators on CNN on the morning show. He said, everything is clear. The streets have all been passed. Now, that's a, that's a, that's a little confusing when you see what I saw on the TV and, and then his interview. So what is, it, what is the public supposed to um, understand? I was a resident in the city of Buffalo in the university district for over 34 years. I know what it's like not to get plowed. It's, it's horrendous, horrendous. This was like a vacation to see that we got plowed when we moved here in Tonawanda. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I'm thinking about right now, because I drive that way pretty often, uh, the border between Kenmore and Buffalo, right? You're driving down Colvin, and you know when you hit the city of Buffalo because the difference is that stark. I, I guess the, the question is, how can it improve? Like, what's the answer here? I, I don't know. I you know. <laughs> right. It's tough. It's tough. And thank you for the call. I, I we can all say it needs to be better. I I don't think that using the word embarrassing is like so far out of everyone's imagination because it feels that way. I think it's more complicated when you ask, what is the way to do it better? What is the solution? And I'm not going to pretend to have the answers, but I I am open for suggestions at 803-0930. You know, on this idea of preparation, because that's where I think it is, it's a little easier for me to see some ways where we could have improved on preparation just from, you know, the, the cursory glance. I Over the past two years... The state has found, and you know, I go back to the, the governor said that my job is to keep Western New Yorkers safe, to keep New York people safe. My, not my words, that's hers. The state has found ways to communicate absolutely everything, right? This is closed, that is closed, do this, don't do that. I, As I mentioned, I'm uh, Natalie Simpson, you can hear that interview on demand at WBEN. Like, that plays a part in it, too. You know, you can you hear that so many times over two years, and all this it's like, all right, you know, I'm done. Yeah, okay. I mean, what would have happened if there was a driving ban set on Thursday? Like, all right, no one drive Friday. Okay, yeah, just like no one go to the restaurant, like no one get together for Christmas. I, I've heard it before. I, you would get that reaction. But the state has found ways to get the message out that this is not a normal storm that yes this is serious that doing something out of the ordinary you know getting that alert on your phone how can i get a flash flood warning i'm in a store and every single person's phone goes off if we're within five miles of anything going on i we've all had it and by the, i'm not saying this is bad by the way but you know i'll be lying in my bed in north tonawanda and my wife and my phone will all of a sudden, you know, go off because there is somebody missing in Spencerport. 
at like one in the morning. And I, you know, I'm like, ah, what? I look out my window. I, you know, I don't see the car. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do about it, but there are ways that they're pushing out emergency messages for things that you're not really going to be able to do much about. We have an event, once in a generation, winter storm, that was the message, that is going to impact pretty much everybody in the 716 area code. We can't do something similar? We can't, I don't know how I'm getting these texts like, hey, get your, uh, you know, new booster. I, I can't get a text for this? Tell me where a warming center is to tell me to stay off the roads. To tell me you are absolutely going to shut down travel at this time. So I do think it is a little bit easier to, to pick apart the preparation than the reaction. But where do you where do you improve? What do you do? 803-0930 to join me on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Joe off today. Uh, Well-deserved. Jimmy, what are you doing here? Um, (laughs) Brian Mazarowski here with you for uh, the next half hour or so. And we're talking about the response, the preparation, everything going into the storm. It's easy to Monday morning quarterback. You know, after what happened yesterday during the briefing, after we heard from the Erie County executive and what he had to say about the city's snow removal and response. Mayor's not going to be happy to hear about it, but storm after storm after storm after storm, the city, unfortunately, is the last one to be opened, and that shouldn't be the case. It's embarrassing, to tell you the truth. And, you know, I think a lot of people were hearing that and going, yeah, you know, might have a point there, nodding their heads a little bit, but... It's easy to say that. And embarrassing, I I think a lot of people can get there. But it's easy to say that it's much harder to say, okay, what would you do different? You can sit here and say, well, you know, we'll, we'll just take over and we'll do this. Okay, well, we'll get rid of their plows or bring in your plows. What are you going to do different to have a different result? 
That's much harder to do. 803-0930 uh, to join us here. We'll go to uh, Cheektowaga, Marty in Cheektowaga. Where Marty, Cheektowaga is, I, I mean, there's some roads there in pretty rough shape. Yeah, I live uh, Como and Bennett, Apple Tree Mall area. We're on the end of a snow band, and we get blasted. And you got to remember, the city of Buffalo is a lot smaller than the county. And they closed all the highways. They put a driving ban in. And I agree with the driving ban as long as it lasted because you got to clear the snow. And the more vehicles you have trapped. And then the other thing is a lot of people died because they lack common sense. Like you said earlier, your own protection is your responsibility. You can't rely on the government that to steer you around like a robot, okay? And I don't agree with pollen cars shooting off his big mouth, political grandstanding, but he won't go on the radio when he was requested to come on the radio and talk about his point of view, you know? Uh, Marty, thank you. We're going to hear, by the way, from the county executive, I believe coming up at around noon today on WBEN, the latest update. We don't need to go into personal attacks because it's the ideas that I want. And, y- you know, right? You can, <laughs> you can um, get into whether or not it's grandstanding. I think some people might agree with you. I-, I just think it's you can give a fair criticism. But if you're going to go in the middle of the cleanup before the disaster's over, say embarrassing and say, you know, we're just going to we would handle this so much better. I, I would just like to hear why or, or how. Um, instead of the blanket statement that a lot of people will, you know, be nodding their heads, but without any specifics, I don't know, I have a hard time agreeing with that. And to the point of, you know, you're in charge of your own safety, you know, I, I do agree with that to a large extent, but if your motto as a state is going to be, my first job is to make sure everybody's safe, well, then what are you going to do? I mean, if that is your self-proposed first job... How do you think you did? Couldn't you have done a little bit more? That forecast that we read at the first half of the show came out Wednesday. Thursday, the state and its lawmakers were passing a $30,000 pay raise. And then Friday, the storm hit. And I didn't get one of those big alerts. Um, You're responsible for your own safety, but we can provide you with the information. I don't know if that happened to the extent that it could. We'll go to Brian in uh, East Otto, where uh, they're no stranger to snow. What's going on, Brian? Hey, how are you doing today? Doing good. Um, What's going on with you? Uh, good. Um, you know, when you start consolidating services under one roof, people lose a lot of their representation. I'm curious what the rest of the Erie County taxpayers would have to say about polling cars wanting to take over snow emergencies. And uh, one of the things that might be suggested is why don't they have substations around the city for emergency vehicles um, set up for this type of situation? And instead of having it all consolidated under one or two roofs, Hey, uh, Brian, thank, a lot better. I, thank you for the call. And I, I think something like that could be warranted. Again, I don't know if how much that helps the plowing, the cleanup situation. 
But we talked about yesterday and in the past week a lot about the snowmobiles, right? Snowmobiles going out to help people. All right, if we can't clear out the snow, how do we respond to these distress calls? You get snowmobiles to ride on top of it. And, you know, maybe that could have been done. You know, back to the pay raise, figured out one year, if they pushed that back and spent the money somewhere else, could have bought about 236 top-of-the-line snowmobiles. And there's one idea. Uh, does it solve the problem? I don't know. But uh, there's, I think that's a decent idea to have different stations, maybe a, a new way of going about it on a smaller scale instead of thinking about tackling the whole thing at once. The guy in Tonawanda, you're on WBEN. Uh, what are you thinking morning, about Brian. this? Good morning. Uh, good morning. Hi. Yeah, no, I, I, I really, I believe, I, I'm with you 100% on, I mean, what else could have they possibly done, right? I deal with this. I'm a private contractor. I've got residential driveways and a couple of small commercial lots. And I'm going to tell you that a normal loop for our company to get every one of my customers cleaned up on a regular snowstorm is usually six to seven hours, right? I spent 14 hours in one development because there was eight feet of snow. Right? I mean, you know, when it drifts like it does or whatever. So the first thing they got to look at is, in my opinion, what are you going to do with all that snow? Because you got to have a place to put it. That's the second issue. In the city of Buffalo, you're limited on where you can put it without literally burying people for days or longer. Right? I mean, I don't know what they could have done. I know that I've got really good equipment. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be braggocious. I'm just saying my equipment is, is good. I've got a, a heavy-duty truck and a drift buster and a V-plow and two straight plows and a salter and all that good stuff. And it was literally useless to me I mean, <laughs> because I couldn't move the snow. Mm-hmm. It was so heavy, right? So it's, there's time involved with that. And I don't care if you're talking about a, about a 10-wheel dump truck with a plow on it or a four-wheel drive with a V-plow. It doesn't matter. It's a lot of snow. And it's got to go somewhere, you know, and if you can't see, right, and for and for 24 or 20 more than that, for 48, 60 hours, we couldn't see with 60-mile-an-hour winds. Usually I'll go out during a lake effect event, and I'll be able to get ahead of it. You know, I'll start it three or four inches down, and I may have to do that two or three times, but as long as I can see, I can plow, right? If I can't see... That's dangerous. So, and that was the case. I mean, I'm in the town of Tonawanda, and I, so here's the other side of that. Someone should talk to the highway superintendent. In the town of for a lot of the storm, the town plows were out doing residentials. They were plowing Freeze Road. They were plowing, you know, Maple, uh, Maple Grove, whatever. They were out doing that for as long as they could. The county wasn't out. Eggert Road's a county road. Eggert Road was, I live on Eggert. It wasn't plowed. It got plowed on Christmas morning. After the snow stopped, Christmas Eve at whatever time, 10 o'clock, the band moved, and then the county plows were able to come out. Um, why is it that Tonawanda could plow their street during a blizzard with no visibility and other places like the county, you know, couldn't? I, I, 
So those are some questions. That yeah, you, you know, address. and I like that. And I kudos to the town of Tonawanda because I've heard that a few times. I, I, I don't know how they were able to go out. And I'm with you. Right. You know, When you can't see, how do you do it? I'm not going to fault anybody for during the storm not being out there. I like what you said, though, about where to put it. I run into the situation on a much smaller scale. I can never have a plow service uh, in my backyard because there's nowhere to put it. There, there would be right. nowhere to move this snow. We got to do it ourselves, and then it takes extra long uh, for the snowblower to do it because we got to figure out where to throw it. It's it's a weirdly shaped driveway, and then it goes in between two out. It's, it, it's crazy, yeah. and, and you're running and into that problem on a citywide basis, aren't you? An extra, an extra heavy duty snowblower, like a, you know, and if you go out to like these, like the towns of Concord and North Collins and places like this, Sheldon, you know, that have the big drifts a lot, they've got these huge snowblowers, right? That go on the front of a truck, mm-hmm. and, and they're able to cut through feet of feet of snow and and direct, you know, a stream of snow instead of putting up a wall, you've got a stream now, you know, and and I don't know that the city has anything like that. Um, it's not going to solve sidewalks. It's not going to solve driveway ends. No, that's going to be solved, but it would get the streets cleared. So, I mean, there's things that they, you know, and again, you're going to use this thing once every generation, supposedly. Now, I can tell you from doing this, being in the the snow removal business now for about nine years, right, that my first few years, you'd have a little snow and – then you'd have a year where you had more snow. And the last four years has been the more snow side of it. It's not getting any better. So they've got to address it. Hey, appreciate the call. Thank you. I They got to address it, but how do you address it? I, like, that is the big question. That's what I am very interested in because I don't think it's as easy of an answer as we all like to think. Easy to criticize, easy to say it should be done better. And I would agree that it should be done better. How? How? Uh, Joe in Buffalo. Joe, do you have an idea? Yeah, good morning, Brian. Well, you know, I've got a lot of ideas. <laughs> First one is communication. And I just told your call screener that, you know, I was, I've was i been in the construction business almost all my life. And, you know, you only learn from your last job how to bid your next job. So you learn from your last mistake how to improve the next mistake. First of all is communication. I think a lot of problems were that people were already on their way to work. They should have maybe closed the roads down a day before because they got the weather reports. A lot of people were trying to get home from work, and that's what caused a lot of problems. Number two, what I think is they need to change the city code, which I've said many times. This isn't the first time. I've said this for years to city city uh, uh, politicians. Change the code in the city. You want to get cars off the street, let somebody put a parking pad in front of their house. Right now, the code is you got to be three feet back from the main walk. Why? Just as long as your car is back from the main walk, even a foot, at least get the cars off the street. Now, the, first, the, the gentleman that just said there's not many places to, to put the snow. Well, you know, I just sent a post out this morning about the, uh, the airport. They have those snow melting machines. Now, and they cost, and I looked it up, they cost anywhere from 150000 to $3 million. Okay, so one or two of those snow melting machines you would save on trucking. You would uh, you would save on on labor because they have to have uh, bulldozers in these parking lots to move the snow. So you know, I think in in one or two years, one of those machines would pay for itself. So that's that's a, a, an idea. But I think you know the biggest thing was communication. I think you know there was a lack of communication right from the beginning. 
that people actually are on their way home from from work or mm-hmm. you know they were out trying to get the food or whatever their mission was that Thursday the streets should have been closed people shouldn't have been even even able to go to work because then they couldn't get home from work and I think that was a lot of the problems because from what I hear a couple of people that were stuck were picking up relatives from work yeah and they couldn't get back and Joe thanks so, for the call that speaks to the preparation aspect of this right I, I mean that's how do you prepare? How do you get the message out to make sure that the message is being received in a way that's different from every other snowstorm, in a way that's different from the impossible travel snowstorm, right, that 70,000 people traveled through to go to a Bills game just five days before? Um, Because that's an issue. Getting people in Buffalo to listen to a winter forecast, myself included, how do you differentiate? And I don't think it's just, uh, you know, we've had a couple people, um, and this was something I talked with Natalie Simpson about, and she mentioned using the blizzard word. And I, you can say, and it's true, that, listen, the blizzard warning is only for the, the blizzard where it's going to be impossible to travel through. It is our version of a hurricane. And the National Weather Service will only, and by the way, none of this, I think can go on the National Weather Service. It's how you take that forecast and send the message out to the people because they will only use that blizzard word when it is a dire condition. But for most people, they don't quite get that. A blizzard is almost synonymous with a snowstorm and tasty ice cream treat. So when it's used simultaneously to describe you know, every lake effect snow event, you can't just rely on people to take that forecast in, look at it themselves, get it themselves in the first place, and then understand what it really means. To the big snow blower idea, you can't move snow on people's houses. You know, imagine how upset we'd all be if all of a sudden they were going down people's streets. Someone mentioned they lived by Wurlitzer. Uh, things weren't clear until Christmas morning. I was amazed in North Tonawanda how it went where – Listen, as soon as the snow stopped, they started plowing Christmas morning. You could probably get through. When I came here Monday morning, it was like any other snowstorm hit us. Not a paralyzing multi-day event. We'll go to Dan now, who's been waiting in Tonawanda. All right, Dan, what what can we do to help? Well, the last guy stole my uh, thunder about the snowmelt machines. But one thing I could say is they should have a war room uh, a dedicated area for all the first responders, you know, the, the people that are in charge of city, state, county, should all be together. They shouldn't be having different press conferences. They should be in a war room uh, uh, that they can focus on uh, everybody in one area and talk about what, what, what are we going to do next, what are we going to do, uh, where are we going to go from here, and they have one or two press conferences a day. Uh, that being said, I think one of the things that the media is forgetting, in the last 10 years now, climate change has been happening long before man. But the thing is, is, is the last decade or so, it has been very mild in Buffalo. We've had easy winters, and people, they're not used to having winters like that, blowing for two days straight and then the crazy amounts of snow coming down. We're not used to that like we were. Dan, would you say, sorry to interrupt, but would you say there's more swings? I I don't know if I'd necessarily say easy winters, but uh, we don't necessarily have from December all the way through the first half of March, like, all right, it's going to snow, it's going to be cold. Like, it, it, it seesaws a lot. It seems that it's not as brutal as it used to be because I don't know if it was because I was a kid, but when I was younger, it seemed like we had winter. It started 
right after fall, and it lasted. I mean, it would start Halloween and would last sometimes till April, winter, you know, and it seems like it's just so much easier. Like, hey, it's going to be in the 40s, and then by the weekend in the 50s, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah, that you know, is nuts. We just got over a storm going 70 miles per hour, freezing temperatures below zero. I mean, it, it and it was epic. There was no doubt about it. That was one of the worst. Uh, I don't know if it was worse than 77, but it's not the same amount of, of brutality. It's sad to see people lose their lives and stuff like that. Uh, but there is, you know, an issue when they tell you not to travel. There's a reason why they're telling you not to travel. And I think responsibility has to be part of this uh, uh, equation at the same time. Yeah. Hey, Dan, thank you for the call. Um, it, it, right. It's that which is more important, which are, are you looking at more right now? Um, I, I think a lot of people are looking at the response to the snow. They're looking at moving snow because the snow is right in front of you. Uh but the preparation, if that was there, would we be in the position we are now? Would we see nearly 40 people die? On our text board this morning, uh, somebody chimed in. And this, I, I think there's a lot of truth to this because as much as I uh, give a lot of credit to the National Weather Service for their forecast, there is this, and this is something, you know, here, me, has to be better at too. Somebody texting in, maybe if we didn't get a weather alert every time it's supposed to snow two to eight inches. And you do hear that. The one thing I do have a problem with is this, um, you know, winter storm warning. And like the winter storm warning, and that is the terminology that every, you turn on the TV, like everyone will use. Everyone will say winter storm warning. And that's like every time it snows, that is kind of what's used. Like to me, winter storm warning you should go on with that when it's like a lake effect snow. Otherwise, stay away from using those words and just say, it's going to snow a few inches. And that's how you might start to differentiate. So the person who texted that in, I, I think that is a part of it, right? Um, and I, again, I don't want to blame everybody for not taking in the warning because I think as much as possible people did but you don't necessarily know what to do with it i mean it needs to be clearly communicated in a different way when it is as serious as it is we have the emergency alert system you hear the te- you know one of those things what i mean what would it take for that to actually be used it's always only a test when that goes off for real, I'm, I mean, <laughs> what? I, I don't want to know what it would take because like, this is a situation. You would think that that would be the situation. You would think that if I get these flash flood warnings sent to your phone, that you would get, everyone would get the pop-up blizzard warning. Do not attempt to travel. Something like that. I get, somehow I get text messages from the state of New York. I don't know how. I didn't get one about the blizzard. And maybe we'll talk more about this tomorrow, but what, which do you prefer, actually? I was talking about the state response because the governor says frequently her number one job is to keep New Yorkers safe. Agree or disagree with that? That's not the question. I mean, that's how they're viewing the job. How? Which approach do you like better 
Do you like the current approach? Because we haven't. I mean, we've seen Kathy Hochul here. We've seen the governor here. But I, I mean, if this was Andrew, I remember the November storm. If this was Andrew Cuomo, twice a day. All right, here is the. I mean, he'd bring the road show on, right? <laughs> and you'd uh, be on TV. You get the constant brief. He would be everywhere. He knew how to put on a show. Say what you would. I remember he brought everyone down, the media, the November storm. All right, we're hopping in the plows. We're getting a tour of all the hard hit air. You're going to see what it's like. I haven't heard from the governor recently uh, in the past 24, 36 hours on this. Um, there was an email from the governor saying, hey, I hope you had a fantastic holiday. As we look toward 2023, I'm taking a moment to reflect on the work we've done to build a safer, more affordable, more prosperous state where all New Yorkers have an opportunity to succeed. Filling potholes, repairing road, like like that's the communication now, not so much the constant. Which do you prefer if you had to pick one? Well, that's interesting, too. Maybe we'll dive more into that tomorrow. Thank you for, like an Amber Alert? Yes, exactly. That's what I'm uh, meaning, Taxter. Uh, I'll be back here tomorrow bright and early on WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 